Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Thursday, April 28th. We are here live. The first hour is a free-for-all. We're going to open the phone lines right now, so start dialing. 855-950-3835. The second hour today will be rolling toe. I'll be joined by Mike and Kevin Beckett, so stay tuned for that today. Phone lines are open. Go ahead and start dialing. I've got some things I want to talk about, and then we're going to get to your calls and questions. Anything goes. If you have a question, a comment, a topic, pick up the phone and join us. If you dial right now, I promise you'll get a line. All right, so I cannot believe the crazy market we are in today. What I mean by that is we are in territory we've never seen before in many ways. You know, at times we've talked about, well, okay, that's a record rate for that segment or, you know, fuel prices are high or whatever, but we are setting records in every area that impacts owner-operators. From the record-setting rates just months ago to record-setting declines in rates, that's one area, We've set records on all-time highs for fuel prices, and they don't look like they're coming down. We just set another record that I've never seen, and I'm actually shocked by this number. Uh, For the first time ever, the average retail price of a used Class 8 vehicle pushed past the $100,000 mark. A used now think about this. This is the average. This is for all trucks being sold. So a nineteen ninety white gets sold, that number gets thrown into this average. So the average just broke a hundred thousand dollars. One year ago today, it was fifty three thousand. I can't even get my head around that, and I'm sure that most people, most owner-operators that got into business in the last year or are still getting into business do not understand what a disaster we are looking at here. Now, that's the average of all prices. The other number just really blows me away. The average price for a three-year-old truck. A three-year-old truck. So you you figure it's probably, do they give me the mileage on these? Um, They don't give me the the average mileage for a three-year-old truck. Let's just say it's going to be between 300 and 400,000 miles. It's where you could start seeing emission problems from fleets that don't spec their trucks right, drivers that don't drive their trucks right, and maintenance not being done on the emission system. This is about the time those problems will start hitting. The price for that truck right now is $152,000. I can't get my head around this. Rates are dropping. Fuel prices are through the roof. I don't see them coming down. 
truck prices are through the roof, parts are hard to come by and really expensive, labor's hard to find to get somebody to work on your truck. I'm not sure what this is going to look like. You know, we, we started throwing around the term bloodbath. I'm not sure if that's strong enough. The one thing that could save this is if for some reason, and I don't know what that reason would be, we really don't see the pullback in rates that's possible. We could end up under two bucks a mile for the average rate. If we end up there, I can't imagine what this is going to look like. But I don't think that most people who are getting into business now understand how big the risk is and how long the financial problem will follow them. So I'm just going to walk through a scenario here and then tell you what I think. Now, what I absolutely know anybody who owns a truck and in business should should know right now or should be figuring out right now. So let's just start with somebody who, you know, bought a truck in March. They're still selling. And honestly, three-year-old trucks, that's almost a sweet spot for owner-operators. They There's that attitude out there. They don't want older trucks. They want some warranty. Not that you really have much on a three-year-old truck. If any, you might have some engine warranty. Probably not. But they're under this impression that the newer the truck is, the less it will break down, the less it will cost in maintenance. That really doesn't apply to a three-year-old truck. You could spend an awful lot of money on maintenance on a three-year-old truck that has not been taken care of and has been run hard. Trucks in the last three years have been run hard because there's been a lot of freight. It pays good, so people drive faster. All of these factors are coming together. Maybe we should just call it the perfect storm in trucking and the results are going to be really, really ugly, I think. So I'm not sure how people get financed for these trucks, but they are. I guess that was all that cheap, easy money that's been out there. So now you go out and buy a $150,000 truck. Let's just say they managed to put $10,000 down, which I don't see all that often. Um, you've now financed a truck at 140000 that really is only worth seventy five in a normal market, sixty in a down market, which we might be heading into. Fuel prices are high. They're not coming down. Rates are coming down. These people that get into business have not worked out the numbers ahead of time, and I can say that with confidence, and that number's probably over 90% that don't work out any kind of numbers whatsoever. They have no idea how much money they'll be able to make in the market that's coming, and they, it probably wouldn't matter because they don't know how much money it costs to operate their household anyway. So talk about flying blind. That's what's happening and what's coming. It just may be really shocking. So that person puts the truck to work. And I'm already seeing it in all the owner-operator groups that I follow. People are already complaining about rates. I saw one today, just a total lack of how business works. 
no understanding whatsoever. The post was, we, I don't know why business people, independent business people talk like this. We need to start charging $100 an hour for detention time. We, do you have a mouse in your pocket? It's your business. Charge whatever the hell you want. If you can, if they even understand that part of business, which clearly they don't, it's your business. If you want to charge $100 an hour for detention time, you don't need community approval. You don't need a group to get together with you on social media and agree to this. First off, that would be illegal. It's your business. Charge whatever you want. Then you'll start to understand how the free market really works. But I'm sure you won't really understand it. You'll blame it on the brokers like almost everybody in this conversation did. The brokers are ripping us off. These rates are crazy. Why, how do the shippers think they can get away with this? The same way we got away with charging them $4 a mile last year. That's how markets work. That's exactly how they work. Then the, the, the original, the person who put up the original post later on commented, well, then we need an organization to represent us, a strong organization to represent us. Well, there's already a bunch of them. Why does the biggest, but there's five or six more that I'm aware of. They're business associations. They cannot represent you when it comes to money. That's illegal. They couldn't go. Now, they could lobby Congress to create some sort of regulation about detention time. Oida tried that. I completely disagree with it. This isn't a government issue. It's a free market issue. It's illegal for businesses to get together and set any kind of a rate at all. You can't do that. That's why it's not being done. That's why there is no organization that does that. They can't. The market will determine the price. People were really, really happy when the market has been determining the price for the last couple of years. What the hell did you do with all that money? Because they're whining really quickly. We're just barely getting into this, and they're already losing their minds. But here's the scenario. You buy this three-year-old $150,000 truck. You have no business plan. You have no idea whether or not you can make this work. And, and I'll tell you right now, you can't. Not with that kind of truck payment. On a three-year-old truck, and it's very, very likely that maintenance is start going to start going through the roof. You've got some things you need to be paying for it at 500,000 miles that'll add up. And there's a high likelihood you'll start to have emission issues. Right off the bat, they won't do the maintenance that's necessary at 500,000 miles because they won't have the money to do it. Tires are going through the roof on price. They'll buy recaps instead or use tires. All of those decisions start costing you money. They don't save you money. Then they'll panic because they're not making enough money, and the only thought in their mind is the faster I drive, the more miles I get, the more money I can make. And that idea will be reinforced because their gross settlement will be bigger every week. 
but their profit will shrink. Now, they're not going to go out of business in a month. It probably takes on average six to nine months for an owner-operator who's struggling to finally throw in the towel and quit. And when they do, their equipment is a mess. It's a wreck. It's worth even less than the average truck like it on the market. So we paid 150. Let's say you put 10 down, so you owed 140. Um, payment's going to be north of 3,000 if you financed it on four years, which I'm sure they don't. They'll finance it for five or six if they'll let them. Which means you've probably not even paid this thing down to a hundred and twenty thousand in the six to nine months that you've been trying to make this business work. Now the the you owe a hundred and twenty thousand on it. It's probably going to worth be worth sixty in that market. So you won't be able to sell it. You'll have to let it be repossessed. You could even do a voluntary repossession. It doesn't really help much. You still owe $60,000. And you can say, oh, well, okay, I'll, I'll have to file bankruptcy, I guess. Well, you probably will. And are you thinking about now how devastating that is to your life for many years to come? In some ways, maybe it's not that devastating. In some people, it forces them to live on cash. Maybe they'll learn something from that. But, but come on, think about it. You've got a family. You've got kids. Filing bankruptcy is devastating in many ways. You've got to think about that before you get into business, and so many people are not. The last couple of years, we have seen record. Uh, there, here's another record. Record number, numbers of new truck owners and record numbers of new authority. The people with authority, I think, are going to be even in worse shape if they don't figure out a better business model quickly as these rates start to tank. So now that $60,000 say, well, I'm just going to file bankruptcy. Okay, uh, that $60,000 that you didn't pay back now becomes... Taxable income. Yes, taxable income. Depending on how much money you made in your business, it gets added to that. So it will put you in a higher tax bracket and just 10% on 60000 which it's going to be much more than that, but just 10% is $6,000 tacked onto your tax bill, which, by the way, I'm sure you haven't been paying your quarterly estimates in this scenario. So you could be easily, for an owner-operator who bought a truck in the last year or two and then starts to fail and then fails and files bankruptcy, it wouldn't be unusual for you to have a $25,000 tax bill. You can't wipe that out in bankruptcy. Then the interest and penalties start piling up. Now you're bankrupt. You can't borrow any money. The IRS will let you make payments for a very, very long time, 
which means the interest and penalties will keep going for a very, very long time. This one business decision that you made could haunt you for a decade and make your life miserable. It was all fun and games when the rates were high and everybody could go out and buy whatever truck they wanted to. It was all fun and games. It was great to say, oh, I stuck it to the broker today. The fun and games are over. It's time for the hangover. Now, for some of you, there might be a way out. And if I go through this whole thing and just one person listens to what I'm about to say, it will be worth it. For some of you, it's probably already too late. But you need to go through what I'm about to say to figure it out. Can you save this or not? I I really... I got to put some thought into this, but I might come up with some sort of a program to help people through this process. And yes, I'm going to charge you for it. But I might be able to save your business or save your personal finance or save your house or save your marriage if you do this early enough and you get aggressive enough with it. Here's what you need to do today. I, I would just... Don't take the next load you think you should take. Just take the time off until you get this done. You need to get your personal and business finances in order down to the penny. You need to know where all the money you've made in the last couple of years have have gone. And you need to know what you have for resources right now, what your expenses are. You need to get a handle on if you can even stay in business. Because here's the thing. If you did this today or or took today, tomorrow, and the weekend, because it may take some people three or four days to figure this out, and you found out that there is no way your business model is going to make it through what's coming. And I think it's going to be pretty clear if you sit down and you do the numbers. You could still sell the truck and get out of this. That's the good news, but that is not going to last much longer. Those record prices we're talking about for Fe- or March, we're in April now. Those numbers could already be changing. It's hard to get a handle on it. I looked through truck paper. The prices are kind of all over the board, which might mean that they're already turning downwards. March may be the record. April may not show those kind of numbers. And I'm pretty sure May won't. Get your finances in order. You Now, other than work, the work you have to do, I'm going to tell you how there are two tools available that will help make this job really easy. And technically, they're both free. They're both free for what you need them for right now. So get your business numbers in order first. And you can use our software for free. We'll give you 30 days. It's the full-blown program. No restrictions, no, no nothing. You just get to use the program for free for 30 days. We don't need you to put everything in by the month. You could if you want, and it might give us more insight, but you could just sit down and total up all of your fuel and make one entry. And I would, what I would do is I would do the last 12 months. 
So I would take March of 22, and I would go all the way back to March of 21. That way we get a full 12 months. Then all we have to do is divide it by 12. We know what it takes every month to to run your business, how much profit you can potentially make. And then we could look at it and say, what if the worst case happens and and the average van rate goes down to $1.90 a mile? And we would know exactly what your profit would look like. And it won't cost you any money, just some labor. You really need to think, I don't even think you should think about it. Just do it. Sit down and get those numbers. You can always call me on the air. You can post them in truckingtribe.com. I'll watch for it. Maybe we'll build a section in there. So uh, if people are serious about this, I'll get in and help. I know there are a lot of other people that would help. Uh, Matt comes to mind. Matt's excellent at these kinds of numbers. There are many other uh, tribe members that love to help people with these kinds of things. But you have to do the work. Nobody's going to help you if all you do is run around screaming, we need $100 an hour for detention time. Nobody's going to help you with that. But if you do this work, I promise you, I will help you and I'll recruit other people to help you as well. And if I can, I'll come up with a program that makes this even easier and better. I want to help the people, no matter how bad the decisions you have made up till this point, if you're willing to start making good decisions and really doing the hard work, then I'll commit to helping you. And yes, at some point there will be a charge for this. Although, like I said, there are ways you can get it done free. Use our software for your business numbers. Post it in truckingtribe.com. I guess that's not free. It's three bucks a month. I hope that doesn't break you. The, the results of not doing this could be disastrous. The results of doing it is we could potentially save the business, or if we determine you have to get out of the business, we might save your personal finances and your marriage and your sanity. So I'd love for somebody to call me today and tell me why you wouldn't do this. Now, once you have your business numbers in order, now we would know how much profit you would have in a year. Then we could adjust it going forward to say if rates drop to this, here's how much profit you will have if rates drop to this. Do you see how powerful those numbers can be? Now there's another big step. And this one I'll tell you is actually harder. Getting your business numbers together, especially using our software, is not that difficult at all. Getting your personal finances together is more difficult. You've got a lot more going on. You may have income from a spouse. We got to get that figured in. You may have a spouse who runs another business. Then we better get their business numbers and get those in. You may have a spouse is really common now running around with, you know, Uber, Instacart, DoorDash, those kind of things, which is a business, by the way. We got to get those numbers in order. You've got credit cards, you've got personal loans, you've got mortgages, you may have investment accounts, you may have savings accounts, you've got car loans, and it, it is a little more complicated. But there is a free tool for this that's pretty incredible. I've been talking about it for years. I've been using it for years. I just looked at mine this morning. I usually look at mine at least once a week. Mint.com. Mint.com. 
Com. If you have a credit card that you can access online, which is all of them, all you do is you put in your username and password into Mint, and Mint will pull all of the data in from your credit card. And then you can see it. It'll categorize most of it for you. You might have to make some adjustments. If you have six credit cards, Enter them all, it'll pull all the data in. You have a mortgage with a bank that you can access online, put in the mortgage information, your login, it'll pull that data in. Put in the address for your house, it will get the, the uh, value of your home from Zillow and show you the current market value of your home. If you have car loans that you can access online, you enter them, brings it in. Enter the year, make, model, and a couple other details about your car. It will put in the value of your vehicle all automatically. Once you get all of your accounts, if you have an investment account or a retirement account, put in the login. It'll pull all the data in from those accounts as well. Once you get it all in, now you may have to go in and clean up and categorize some things. You'll get a picture of exactly what your income is every month, what your expenses are every month, what your net worth is every month. Is your net worth going up and down? You know, I'm I'm saying you should do this now because we're headed for a potential catastrophe. But I've really been saying this for about as long as I can remember, is this is just what you should do as an adult. You should manage your money. It's a pretty important part of life. But now there's real motivation to go do this. If you have any questions about this at all, call me today. We can certainly talk about it on the show. In fact, I don't see... Uh, that we have any calls yet. Um, Jump in and join us, 855-950-3835. Now, once we have all of this information, this is where I can and will help you. If you take the time to get the data together and you go post it on truckingtribe.com for free, if you put all this together and you post it, I'll go in there and I'll review the numbers and I'll tell you what I think. And the answer could be, there is no chance your business is going to make it through this. I would put your equipment up for sale right now. Or maybe I'll say, look, I I think with some work and some sacrifice, you may be able to make this work and I'll tell you how. I'll look at your personal finances and the more information that's in there, the better. And I'll be able to tell you, look, you're going to have to consolidate. You're going to have to sell some things. You're going to have to sacrifice some things or maybe not. Maybe you put all the numbers together and it looks fantastic. Wouldn't you sleep better at night? I can't imagine wondering right now what my financial picture really looks like, not knowing. I can't imagine not knowing in a time like where we are right now, where it costs a fortune just to put gas in your tank. I just spent $600 putting fuel in the coach. 600 I can go through that tank in one long day. I did it once this week. That's a lot of money. 
Now, clearly, that's business for me, and, and but that's just unheard of. I know where all my money is and where it's going, and I'm still concerned about what's coming. I don't like to go backwards financially. My goal has always been to watch my net worth grow. The more successful the business is, the more money I make personally, the better I manage when I say I, I mean Lisa, um, the better Lisa manages our money because she does manage the money. I have the knowledge on how she has the discipline and actually does it. We make a great team like that. Try to figure things out like that with your spouse as well. Um, This should really be a joint effort if you're married. Get the numbers together. Um, we'll create a, a space in truckingtribe.com if I get some requests for it. I'm not going to go create a space because I've done this in the past and then nobody goes and does this work anyway. I'm giving you the reason why you should do it, telling you exactly how to do it, and I will help you with the results free. You have to do the hard work. I can't imagine why you wouldn't do that work. Uh, oh, and she says we have eight calls. Maybe I have to refresh my page. Normally, I don't have to do that. I was still, oh, we do. Thank you, Angie. Um, <laughs> I'm yelling at people to call, and they're waiting for me to take their calls. All right. Uh, let me make sure there weren't any other thoughts I wanted to, uh, to put into this, and then I am going to get to the calls. I, I, I just wish I could think of something to convince you to do this. I really hope that I am really, really busy over the next couple of weeks in truckingtribe.com helping people figure this out. I really do. I really hope that I'm busy. I, I'm a little skeptical because I've done this in the past and we really don't get a whole lot of response to opens like this. But I keep doing them because they're just so important. I really hope that you look around and see that the world is a very different place. Our country is a very different place. Many of the rules that you know we kind of live by in business and, and finance, and I don't mean laws or regulations, but kind of the way we know that things work, um, they may not work that way this time makes it even more critical to understand your numbers. Let me give you one more incentive to do this, whether you think you're comfortable or not, whether you think, ah, no, I've got this. You should still know your numbers. You should know your personal numbers. You should know your net worth. You should know what resources you have available because this isn't all doom and gloom. There are going to be incredible opportunities during this time. I'm kind of looking forward to them. I'm actually kind of looking around at a couple of small businesses that I might be interested in buying in a downturn. And we've put ourselves in a position to do that. And all I did was take the same advice that I've been giving you for years. I I don't hide anything. I don't have any other tricks or secrets about business or money that I don't share. I share everything I know. So it works. We've been doing it. We've 
put ourselves in a position that as much as I hate to see what's coming because it's going to hurt a lot of people, I'm not very worried personally. I'm actually kind of excited about some new opportunities that might open themselves up if we have the kind of economy I think we might be heading into. All right, we're, uh, we are going to get to the calls. Let's go to California to get started. Juan, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Good. What can I help you with today? Uh, just a couple of comments first. Uh, I missed, uh, and I'm sure try to feel the same way, but I do miss your, uh, your passionate plea for change that uh, I feel like since we've left serious, uh, hadn't quite been as common as they were in the past. So today's pretty awesome. Just when you like, just try to compel people to do the best for them. I just missed that. So I'm glad you're doing it today. Thank you. It's one comment. Uh, The other one I was going to, yeah, the other other comment I was going to make is this is the first time I called in under the new format and I love it. It's pretty awesome. So you guys are doing a great job just so you know. Excellent. Thanks. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the question I had is I've been struggling with a hip and back issue for about two months now. And uh, it's the first time I've had an issue like this. And uh, the best I can tell is uh, I don't know if it's a sciatic issue or a piriformis syndrome issue, which can be which can mimic sciatic symptoms. So I've been stretching. I mean, my diet is clean. Uh, I was just trying to find out if you had any ideas or if it's something you've ever experienced. Uh if I'm warm and I'm working, I feel fine. But as soon as my, my hip area cools down, I mean, I just get extremely tight on the left side. And uh, when I start stretching at that point, I mean, it, it gets pretty painful. So I don't know if there's something I could do or uh, maybe, I don't know if it's my seat. I got into a new truck a year and a half ago and it started like just two months ago. But it just seems like the right on the seat isn't quite right. So I don't really know if you have any ideas for that. Yeah, that could be a part of it. Although... <sighs> Unless it really whacks out your seating position, we shouldn't experience a lot of pain like this. I mean, if we're experiencing pain that just is constant, um, either that seat is really, really whacked out, you know, for you, or we've got something else going on physiologically. Have you ever been to a chiropractor? I do. I go pretty regularly. Uh it's just kind of a, what I would call the fast version of chiropractor. Uh, chiropractor. Uh, it's called uh, the joint. So it's basically going to get an adjustment you leave. But they don't really do a full examination. So maybe I should I, do that next. I, I think I would. This is an issue that I, I really yeah. think a chiropractor can help you a lot with. Most chiropractors are really holistic. They do look at diet, nutrition, and they're not, you know, going to just tell you, well, you know, take some Advil and deal with it and try these exercises. I mean, sure. I, I would find a good full service kind of chiropractor that you know, really doesn't just do adjustments and send you out the door. And look, I like chiropractors like that sometimes too. I, I had a guy, you know, sure. close yeah. to me in town where uh, it was, I, I actually loved it. He had no secretary, um, no appointments, no nothing. He was just open on these hours. You walk in, you gave him like 40 bucks in cash. He did an adjustment. He adjusted whatever he wanted and you walked back out. There are times where I love that kind of treatment because yeah. that's all I'm looking for. I don't want to go through all that other crap. But in a case like this, yeah. I would find a good and, you know, look, ask people for recommendations, check reviews online. I would find a really good full service chiropractor and start there. 
Okay. Yeah, I'll try that. Definitely. Sounds good, Kevin. Well, I appreciate now, it. Thank, it, thank it, you for as, everything you do. As far as diet, uh, I'm assuming your diet is really clean, right? It is, yes. Yeah, I've been NDK for almost three years now, so okay. now, great results. Now, do you feel uh, like... I eat a little dirty keto, but... Yeah. Well, that that was going to be my next question. Do you feel like that lately, specifically the last three or four months, do you feel like it's been nutrient dense? Uh, I think I lack nutrition in that in that regard. Then you so, you need to focus on that yeah, too. And let me let me give you an example okay. that I am actually shocked by this time. I. I told the story the last long trip I took I got you know I was eating out a lot I knew I was getting bad oils poor quality meat I stayed pretty strict keto I had some joint pain that was horrendous and I, I was shocked by it the first time I thought I learned this time I brought a lot of my own food with me a lot of my own meat but toward towards the end I'm out much farther longer than I thought I was going to be so I still had some of my own meat and seafood with me, but I was looking for f some more variety, so I started buying more meat from the grocery store. Within about three weeks of that, my, my left shoulder is like the canary in the coal mine. If I start to feel some twinges in that left shoulder, I'm probably going to start feeling some other joint pain like my hips come back. I am shocked by just the little bit of change in my diet, the quality of the meat. I'm not eating out at restaurants. I'm just buying my meat from grocery stores because I, you know, I ran out of chicken wings and I love wings. So I was buying wings from the grocery store and I ran out of ribs and I love ribs. So I bought ribs from the grocery store. Uh, I was out of steak. So I'm shocked. I'm actually getting shoulder pain back again. And I, I can't believe I'm that sensitive to that one issue. So if, if you know, and you just said so, you're not all that nutrient-dense right now, I would really focus on that. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, I'll do that. that. That makes a lot of sense. So I'll, I'll start there, then I'll look for a chiropractor and uh, see if we can get this corrected. So uh, one more quick uh, question, Kevin. So I noticed that when I, I, uh, I do work out uh, pretty often and uh, I'm able to put on some muscle over the last year or so. Good. I noticed when I eat a little more like uh, carbohydrate, like if I include a little bit of white rice or some beans in my diet, uh, I can retain more water in my muscles and I just feel stronger in the gym. I, my muscles look a little more full. Yeah. Uh, however, my, my, uh, my weight uh, will kind of, I won't really put out. I guess I put out a little, a little weight, but I, uh, I just feel a little fuller in my midsection. And I was reading that creatine is another way to keep yeah, don't do water do, in your muscles. Don't what do, do you think don't, about that? Don't do it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not wild about the a lot of the bodybuilding supplements that people promote heavily do more damage than good. I, I you sure. know, I, I I'm. We sell a lot of supplements. We make a lot of money selling supplements. We help a lot of people with them, but I am still sure. mostly anti-supplement. Uh, you you just heard me say you need to focus on nutrients. You didn't hear me recommend a single supplement. I want you to go get it from your food. I know. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. So add add the rice once in a while. The white rice, beans are fine. I eat both of those. I eat potatoes maybe once a week. I haven't eaten yeah. any on this trip at all. Sure. Um, but I, I will. It yeah. doesn't bother me to. I, I'd much rather see you do that than 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 these supplements that that especially when it comes out of the bodybuilding world. Those people sure. a lot of times they have one goal add muscle they're not doing what they do for health they're doing it for for and it's okay i like to look good like that too but i don't want to ruin my health to make myself look better in a tight t-shirt that makes sense all right so i'll I'll let that out and i'll include some more uh some beans and white rice occasionally i still got a little bit of belly fat that i'm trying to shed so that's why i'm kind of trying to avoid the carbs but you know what? One of the things that I've found that actually works, because I don't want to get carbs out of my diet completely either, but what I've found is if I eat really strict carnivore the first half of my feeding time, whatever it is, or almost even three quarters. So if I'm going to eat, say, noon to seven or noon to six or eight or whatever window I'm using. Um, if I were going to eat noon sure. to eight, let's say noon to six would be pure carnivore. And then those last couple of hours, I'll eat, you know, some carbs that I'd like. I might have a piece of fruit one day. I might have a little white rice later in the day. Um, what I tend to find right. that way is I eat a lot less carbs overall. Sure. All right, I'll definitely try that, Kevin. I appreciate it very much. Sounds good. And I uh, I was cutting you off there before I said it, but hopefully you'll hear it anyway. Um, don't forget to load up on the fermented foods. I think that can play a big role in this as well. Let's uh, let's head off to Ohio this time. John, welcome to the program. Yeah, I got a question about the cardio miracle. You said to take one in the morning and one in the afternoon or evening. Yeah. I was reading a bottle and it says if you do a protein-heavy diet, to take it after your meal instead of before. Is there a reason or does that matter? There is a reason. I don't get too crazy about that. I mean, if it's easy for you to incorporate it in that way, then go ahead and do it. If it's one of those things where you say, look, I get up in the morning, I grab some breakfast and it's carnivore, so that's heavy in protein. I get on the road and I start driving right away. Go ahead and mix it up in a, you know, a a container that a water bottle or whatever you can drink while you're driving and and then just sip it throughout the day. But I I wouldn't get too crazy about, you know, setting timers and um, when did I take it? When didn't I take it? And there are some reasons why, but I don't like a lot of rules. So, you know, if it works for you to, to take it away from your meal an hour or two or whatever, well, go ahead. If it doesn't work all that well, then I'd still rather see you take it than not take it. All right. Yeah, I'd do the bulletproof in the morning, and then I'd just been sipping on that mid-morning. That'd then- be fine. Yeah, that that's not going to be a problem at all. All right. And thanks for all your products. I mean, I just finally es- went S-Corp this year and did a complete in-frame, which almost paid cash for most of it. Excellent. Paid my taxes here a couple weeks, weeks ago with a check. Didn't have to charge it or do payments. And Awesome. The, the gliders paid for, spec'd out a new Volvo or a new Mac, but when I got it, 
it was a Volvo, so I didn't even bother calling him back. I said, no, nah, I'll keep what I got. You can't even get the truck right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that uh, probably worked out to your benefit. I, I just think that you you've put yourself in a good position right now for what's coming. I hope so. Oh, and did you see your slick truck while you were in town? No. No, is it around somewhere? I see it all. I see it all the time, running up and down Route 11, down here by. So, well, where it turns into seven down south. Okay. Huh. Interesting. So the same company either owns it or they sold it to somebody locally there. Yeah, down there by uh, not Streetsboro, uh, East Liverpool. Yeah. Still says slick on the side. Interesting. Huh. No, I wish I would have. Good to know it's still around. I loved that truck. I thought that was a very cool truck. Yeah, I see it every once in a while down in that area. So, Good stuff. All right, thanks for the call. Right. I got a lot of them. Boy, I got to get through these. We've got Rolling Toe coming up today as well. Let's, uh, let's go to Buffalo this time. Steve, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. My uh, question is about counteract balance fees and might be directed towards Mike a little bit later. Um, adding them to uh, a used truck that you buy or a brand new truck, I have the pump that will go through the valve stem so you don't have to dismount the wheel or anything like that. My question is, not knowing if there are is equal in there or any balance fees previously, if I add a bag of that, it, can you overdo it? Yes, you could. Okay. I've never thought about that question before. Um, hmm. I don't believe that I've ever put it through the valve stem. I know they make the pump. I know it works just fine. I was trying to remember if I've ever done it personally. I don't think I have. I think I've always added it when I've got new tires. Uh, I think it would be an absolute mess if you ended up putting counteract in over equal or balance. Um, okay. You know, you would only have to, well, no, I was going to say you would only have to check one tire, but you'd have to check at least one steer and one drive. Um, it would, I wonder, you should be able to tell if you just pulled the valve stem out. Okay. Let's I would see, think. See if anything fell. Yeah, I, I would think <laughs> with, with either one of those products, if you just pulled the valve stem out, we'd be able to know if there was any in there without breaking the tire down. Okay. From the factory brand new, are they putting anything in no. Freightliner? No, not that I am no. ever at, have ever been aware of. We have Rolling Toe coming up next. I should write that down and ask Mike, but uh, not that I'm aware of, not that they, they've never done that. Okay, so my best bet is probably just to break, break one down on each axle and see, go from there. Yeah. All right. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Arkansas. Paul, welcome to the program. Howdy. What's on your mind today? Um, oh, lots of things, but three things mostly. Uh, you talking about truck prices earlier? Yeah. And the shop I was in the other day down in Florida, they specialize in working on auto transport equipment. Well, one of his customers, he had old 
379 short hood feeder boots, chain trucks, so they're like pretty much in cat, you know, 6NZ probably. And he had them for sale, but that old equipment, not many people want to buy it because the we don't use chains anymore. You just strap over the wheels. So this guy had them advertised, truck and trailer, for like $40,000. Wow. And he wasn't even getting any calls. He, he wasn't even getting any calls. And he says, I got an idea. He said, let's cut the head racks off. Okay. And he says, we'll cut the head rack off. Now it's just the flat top 379 Peterbilt. <laughs> put new front bumper on. Put a pair of stacks on it. Painted the frame. Slapped the fifth wheel on it. Free emission cat for sale. 379. He sold the first one for $80,000. Oh. <laughs> and he's... Oh. And he's he still he still has the trailer, which if he gets ten for that or whatever, he's coming out. Well, he, he probably spent ten doing the stacks and cutting the head rack and all that stuff off. Right. So he told the guy, he says, he says, I'll be bringing you two more. <laughs> so unbelievable. Um, and that yeah, and now the uh, the road train stuff in Australia, I see a. Uh, an ad it popped up the other day on Facebook, um, and this is a really tough job. You're you're out in the Western Australia, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, company drivers, and it's hot, dry, lots of flies, nothing to do. It, you do four things when you're out there: eat, sleep, work, repeat. That's all you do. I'll bet. And you either do two weeks on, two weeks on, one week off, or four weeks on and two weeks off. They fly you in there, and then they fly you back out. They provide the accommodation and the meals. They are paying $65 an hour for a company driver, and you have the ability to earn $5,200 a week. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, we, and they can't, we, we they can't, can't get drivers. They can't get drivers. We can't sustain this. Yeah. It, when when we have yeah. people who looked at that truck and trailer, when that truck had the rack on it and the trailer behind it, it makes a it has the potential to make a whole lot more revenue than it does after they got done with it. Yeah, but yeah, yet, yeah. But yet yeah, people well, are willing to pay much more for it after they got done with it. That's what worries me about what's coming. Because we have people yep. in the, many, many people in this business who don't seem to have a single lick of business sense anywhere. Those people that bought that truck for yep. eighty thousand are the same ones complaining that we need a hundred dollar detention, hundred dollar an hour detention pay. They're the same people, and I can promise yep. you, those people are not going to make it through what's coming. Yeah, well, those same same people they could have bought that truck for forty grand, parked the trailer, or taken the trailer to the scrap metal, got the head rag off, taken that to the scrap metal, spent eight or ten thousand putting new fenders, bumper, and stacks on it, and spent fifty, but got ten or twelve back and been ahead, so, and had the same truck. But some people don't see the. So, and then one other one other thing about road trains in Australia, I saw the video this morning. They have 
uh, autonomous road train platoon now. The cup. It's the first time it's been done over there. What a better so place to do it. Road train. Well, this is this is a, it's a it's out there in the middle of nowhere. And exactly. It's a, it's a it's a closed off yeah a closed right. off area. How much and can go they wrong? Can't get drivers. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. So, right. So you got the you got you got the guy in the first truck, um, uh, towing. I'm not sure they're towing triples or quads, but they're running at so four three or four trailers. They're running at 300 ton in the front unit, and then there's two more that are 300 ton with no driver in them following along behind them. So, and this is metric ton. So this one driver, instead of moving 660,000 pounds gross weight at a time, now he's moving nearly 2 million pounds gross weight at the same time. These really are road trains now. Yeah, and it showed the video, and they were like, they're probably 300 feet apart between. Wow. uh, 200 or 300 feet between each truck. Well, out there you can. Just one driver. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of incredible, really. That is incredible. Yeah, so now they just pay one driver $65 an hour, but he does the work of three trucks. Exactly. They don't have... it tips off the side. They use side tippers, so they never have to back up. So they just pull up, hit the button, and it dumps it off the side, and then they go back and there you get go. the next one. There you go. Yeah. So. Crazy stuff. All right, that's all I got today. All right. That's all I all need. Right, thanks thanks for the call. Let's go to Florida this time. Matt, welcome to the program. Good morning, Kevin. What's on your mind uh, today? Love the open. Hey, I spoke for you earlier, so I'll, I'll give you a chance. I, I'm sure when you have time, you would go into truckingtribe.com and help people with these kind of issues, right? Oh, absolutely. And yeah, that's kind of my plan. You know, I've been working harder than I want to the last couple of years, and when things slow down, I plan on, you know, slowing down myself and good that's something i'm absolutely into helping others good so um so i'm calling to talk about the opposite end of your open okay so i've talked before you know about trying to maximize an individual 401k which for 2022 is sixty one thousand dollars and of course the irs has to make it extremely complicated I may have found a different way of doing it. So there's three ways you can invest in retirement. Well, there's a lot more than that, but the main ones, either traditional or Roth. Those are the ones everybody knows about. Right. There's a third option, which is called an after-tax traditional. So it's basically like you're already, after you pay your, taxes, then you can put it in as a traditional, which the reason for that is it allows you to completely ignore a lot of these limits and that the IRS has set in. It, it allows you to go so, all the way up to that maximum so, as long as you have that much income. 
which sounds kind of like a Roth, but I have to believe that it, this, that sounds too good to be true, that you don't get the yeah, same the tax treatment as a Roth. Yep. But once it's in the account, you could just roll it to a Roth later. So well, well, hold on, though. Hold on. If I roll it to a Roth later, are they going to treat it like a traditional to a Roth, which means I'll have to pay the tax at that point? No. Only, no? So you have to wait at least, I think what I'm reading is at least two business days from the day you make the deposit until you can convert it to a Roth. And that's pretty much for every account, I believe. So It's something about but, the paperwork process and... Without getting too deep into the weeds here, because we'll lose everybody, this sounds to me like a giant screw-up by the government. This would absolutely fall into the term loophole. Yeah, like a (laughs) Um, stupid loophole. Yep, and and this, basically, it's what we call the backdoor rock. So, you know why we don't know about this? Because so they're, the biggest they're... problem is, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, you have to make sure your four hundred one k or whatever is actually set up to accept this type of deposit. Right. Okay. And it's like twenty percent of them is all that that are. And I have been looking online, haven't found anything, so I need to call mine to see if it's even possible, or just start a whole new account because. This is what I need. So, yeah, technically you could put in, you know, with, with funding an IRA of $6,000 and then the individual 401k of another 61000 So a total of $67,000 in per year in retirement with a $67,000 taxable income. Unbelievable. Uh could the government screw this up anymore? Well, they're, they're trying to do away with it. They're, last year, they tried to do it the way with the backdoor Roth. So the term in the news and the articles I've been reading are what's called a mega backdoor Roth. That's what they're calling this. Holy cow. <sighs> One of the reasons we don't hear a lot about this, and, sp- and for sure in our industry, is... You're about the only person I've ever worked with in all the years I did this and talked about it that got to the point where you have maxed out everything you're allowed to contribute and you're looking for another way to contribute more. Yeah, because I want to get it in to a retirement, number one. And then, yeah, I want to do all the rollovers, no matter how it went in, do the rollovers to the Roth so that for the future. This is the other thing, too, they talk about. For older people, they say, you know, it's not really worth doing the Roth, but um, they're changing the rules on when you can start withdrawing money out of retirement accounts. They're going to push it to 65. (sighs) That does not apply to a Roth. On a Roth, it only applies to to the growth. Your actual money going in will always be able to come out at fifty nine right. and a half. Right. Are they also and right changing, now you can borrow it? Are they also changing the rules on when you have to start taking it out? 
not on a rod, but on traditionals, them same rules will still apply. Well, yeah, I think they need to change those rules. If I if I can't take it out for six, five and a half more years, then you should not force me to take it out for five and a half more years either. So they should move that age to 75 oh, yeah, and a half. I don't, I don't know that one. But this, this is exciting news. I just learned this week, and like I say, i got to do some more research and call my brokerage and make sure I can do it, but it's I'm going to keep everybody posted. Got it. All right. Well, yeah, I'd be interested. I I didn't think there could possibly be anything more complicated about retirement accounts than I already knew, but this one pushes it right over the top. Yep. Well, yeah, looking at the clock, you probably... Yep, I'm going to... Looking to get Mike in here. Yeah, I'm going to grab two more calls, so uh, I'll cut you loose. I'm going to finish these calls. Then we are going to restart... Uh, so that we get a good, clean recording for Rolling Toe. Uh, I'm going to finish up two calls real quick. Uh, We'll get another, uh, we'll need four or five minutes to get the uh, show set up, and we'll be coming right back with Rolling Toe, so don't go away. Let's go to Illinois. Shannon, welcome to the program. Morning. How are you this morning? Good. What's on your mind today? Well, I have got a... uh solo 401k which also has a Roth with it and then I've also got an individual Roth but in those I've got the S&P 500 the Admiral mutual funds for the mutual fund in the Roth IRA and then I'm investing in the S&P in the solo 401k and in the other Roth IRA that's with the solo 401k is there something different I should be doing Uh, nothing I can think of I, mean, I think that's pretty solid right now, and and honestly, we are in such a crazy time. I don't know what to do other than not make any big decisions. It's it's just too weird Correct. right now. There's just so no. I think you you've got a great setup. I would just kind of ride things out. I wouldn't. You don't need to be doing anything different. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. I've just got the one mutual fund, and then the like I said, the four hundred one k goes into an S and P, and then the Roth that's under the 401k goes into it. Um, on my mutual fund, I just put money in every month and then I have to transfer it over to the mutual fund, but I haven't been transferring a whole lot because of everything that's going on. Yeah. And I think that's good. We're, we're in a time where it's better not to do too much. You know, you've got a plan, you've got the money going in, it's in a good place. I would just kind of ride things out for now. Okay. And then one other real quick question. When I listen to your show on the uh, Let's Truck app, or the Let's Truck, it plays for about a minute or two, then it cuts off, and then I have to go back in and hit pause and play again. So the best... Do you know anything about that? I'm assuming you're in one of the tribes. Yes, trucking tribe. Yeah, ask the question there and tag um, Aaron. And the reason I say that is because this stuff is changing daily right now. The programmers are, this is our. Well, this has been, okay, this has been happening ever since you've come back over to doing this for me. Have you tried Uh, any? Every once in a while, I'll get to listen to a whole show, but most of the time, I have to just keep it it open and keep hitting play or it, it just shuts off. Have you tried another browser? 
No, I haven't. Try another browser. What browser are you using? Uh, whatever's on my Android. I'm not even sure. Okay, so you're using the browser on your phone. Um, Correct. Yeah, that then you're definitely better off tagging Aaron because I just don't deal with the Android at all. I know he does just because they have to, and we're fighting okay. with the Android trying to get the app approved. You know, a lot of these issues are going to go away when we roll out our app. And then you won't have browser issues because it's going to be running through the app instead of a browser. But for right now, instead of me trying to figure out something that I haven't even dealt with at all, I, I would just tag Aaron and uh, we'll get you fixed up. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.